morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, September 30th, implementing the vaccine mandate at San Diego Unified. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Thursday was the deadline for healthcare workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or face losing their jobs. A day before the deadline, Scripps Health says about 140 workers or less than 1% of their workforce aren't vaccinated or have approved exemptions. Scripps Health CEO Chris Van Gorder says he's hearing that the state may allow some hospitals to delay implementing the mandate. What I'm hearing is that uh, for an organization that is really facing a significant staffing shortage and, you know, immediate uh, adoption of the regulations could create uh, a problem for patients, I think they'll be given a a short-term extension. The city of San Diego has extended its deadline for all city employees to get vaccinated for COVID-19. The new deadline is December 1st. The extension gives the city more time to negotiate with its unions over the mandate, which is technically a change in terms and conditions of employment. Legal analyst Dan Eaton says the city is within its legal rights to declare a vaccine mandate. The city is taking a hard line because the pandemic has proven to be uniquely uncompromising in its impact and it's the effect that it has as an obstacle to resuming normal business operations. Meanwhile, San Diego County reported 515 new coronavirus cases on Wednesday and 12 additional deaths. The amount of people in the hospital with COVID-19 is continuing to go down, according to state figures. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diego Unified School District is moving quickly to implement its new COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Late Tuesday night, the district school board voted unanimously to require vaccinations for all age-eligible students and staff members. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has followed the story and brings us the latest. San Diego Unified board members and medical experts held a news conference Wednesday in order to get the message out. COVID-19 vaccinations are now required for all staff members and eligible students 16 years and older. Board Vice President Sharon Whitehurst-Payne said it is time. We've got to kill the virus. And so this is our way of saying that we want it over with so we can get back to reality. The deadline for full vaccination is December 20th. Students not vaccinated by winter break will be forced to attend the virtual academy program. Staff members who don't comply face termination. 
And that was KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez. One thing that's gone hand-in-hand with the pandemic since it began are questions. Some of the latest ones surround booster shots, testing, and the new R1 variant. KPBS's John Carroll spoke to an expert who has answers to some of the most pressing questions. Shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic began, KPBS launched a COVID blog on our website, kpbs.org, to answer your questions on a whole host of COVID-related issues. It has remained one of the most visited pages on our website ever since. In addition, we regularly call on experts to help us understand where we are in this pandemic. Today, it was Dr. Eric Topol, the director of the Scripps Research Translational Institute in La Jolla. He spoke to KPBS Midday Edition, and the top question was the new variant spreading in California called R1. On that, Topol had good news. It has no worry with respect to outcompeting Delta. Delta is the issue. There hasn't been a variant yet that we've seen, including R1, that has any uh, um, features that will compete with Delta. With the school year upon us, lots of parents are wondering when their young ones can get the shot. Right now, 12 to 16 year olds can get it under an emergency use authorization. But what about those under 12? We're expecting that sometime in the month of October it will get reviewed, possibly by end October or early part of November. If everything looks good, it could get uh, an emergency use authorization. One area where the U.S. is badly lagging the rest of the industrialized world is in testing. Many countries distribute free rapid tests, which Dr. Topol says are very effective in limiting the spread of the virus. It's just amazing to me that throughout this period we haven't gotten this straight and our FDA is still the bottleneck. Uh, to get these tests out there. Finally, boosters. The FDA approved them one week ago for people 65 and older, those with certain health conditions, and for people who work in healthcare settings. At this point, the only data on the effectiveness of boosters is from Israel with the Pfizer vaccine. By getting the booster, there was a 20-fold increase of protection that is restoring it to the original level of protection. Moderna and J&J have yet to submit data on the effectiveness of booster shots, leading to more questions as the COVID-19 pandemic drags on into what will soon be month number 19. And that was KPBS's John Carroll reporting. The state's eviction ban expired on Wednesday, and now more than 700,000 households that are behind on rent are vulnerable, more vulnerable than they have been for at least a year. KPBS race and equity reporter Christina Kim has the details on what protections remain in place for San Diego renters and landlords. California's eviction moratorium largely prohibited landlords from evicting tenants for non-payment of rent. Now it has come to an end. Landlords will now be able to start eviction proceedings if a tenant hasn't paid rent. But some protections and programs remain in place for vulnerable San Diegans. So says Gilberto Vera, senior housing attorney with Legal Aid Society of San Diego. The protections remaining are to prevent non-payment of rent evictions, but they require that, that a tenant have an application, at the very least pending for rental assistance, to prevent an eviction from proceeding in court. In order for those protections to work, there has to be some rental assistance funds left. As of mid-September, the city of San Diego had $13 million remaining, Chula Vista had $10 million, and the county had $100 million left. 
Vera is urging tenants and landlords to apply now. For more information on how to apply, visit housing.ca.gov. And that was KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim. The Gaslight Steampunk Expo returns tonight for an in-person convention at the Mission Valley Marriott Hotel. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando has this preview. Steampunk, in case you're not familiar, is a literary and artistic movement that takes inspiration from Victorian science fiction. Think H.G. Wells and Jules Verne, says Anastasia Hunter. They wrote what were called scientific romances. You know, steampunk is really a subgenre of science fiction. Hunter is chair and director of programming for Gaslight Steampunk Expo. The expo allows steampunk fans to gather in their most elaborate costumes and then enjoy music, panels, workshops, and competitions like teapot racing and tea dueling. Which is the only sport where you're guaranteed a cup of tea and a biscuit for every participant. Hunter adds that first-timers are also welcome, with or without a costume. With a return to an in-person convention, she's especially excited about Saturday swap meet. So if you have things that you do not want to have in your closet anymore because they need to go on to someone else, this is your opportunity for the entire community to come swap, trade, barter, buy, sell. Gaslight Steampunk Expo runs tonight through Sunday at the Mission Valley Marriott Hotel. And while elaborate plague masks may be part of steampunk costuming, COVID face masks are required for all indoor activities. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. Coming up, after 28 years of military service, Brogan Farron decided to retire. Now she's a professional organizer, but she's noticed that many civilians will often wonder if she's been traumatized by her service. They all want to thank you for your service, but then the next unanswered question is, are you okay? You know, can, can I talk to you without you, you know, getting mad? We'll have more on that next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. A recent survey found most Americans greatly overestimate how many veterans have PTSD. Two-thirds of survey respondents believe it's more than half, but the real number is fewer than one in five. As Chris Haxel reports for the American Homefront Project, the misperception can lead to problems for veterans with and without PTSD. Brogan Farron spent 28 years in the Army. She was a helicopter pilot and deployed to combat zones and on peacekeeping missions before she retired three years ago. Now she's a professional organizer, and she finds that sometimes people in the civilian world are curious about her past life. They, they all want to thank you for your service. But then the next unanswered question is, 
are you okay? You know, can can I talk to you without you, you know, getting mad? She gets it. People in the civilian world might not know many veterans. If their perception is driven by what they see on TV or online, they might associate the military with severe PTSD. You know, people have a perception that all of us, that we all have PTSD at the most severe level. And I don't really think that people understand that it's, it's a graduated scale just like almost everything in life. It's sort of a catch-22. If we ignore PTSD, people might not get the help they need. But over-dramatizing it can create a stigma. I don't think they show enough of the middle of the road or the well-treated PTSD. And I'm concerned in the long term that that will hurt the working prospect of veterans. It's pretty common for people to assume veterans have PTSD. Tracy Neal Walden is a clinical psychologist and chief clinical officer at Cohen Veterans Network. She says many patients describe awkward questions about combat. And when people find out Neil Walden deployed overseas with the Air Force, she gets that question herself. There's always an assumption that you've seen or done something horrific. Through surveys, Cohen Veterans Network has found that Americans overestimate how many veterans experience PTSD and whether people with PTSD are dangerous. And they underestimate how treatable the disorder is. I'm not surprised that there's misinformation, but the degree of individuals, the percentage of individuals who believe this was extremely surprising and really disheartening. Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America is an advocacy group that focuses in part on mental health. Hannah Sinaway, a vice president there who is also a professional counselor, has spoken with thousands of veterans. She describes the stigma around veterans and PTSD as extreme, which means some people they meet might fear them just because they served. And it also creates difficulties and barriers for the individuals who are struggling, right? You know, do you feel comfortable talking about this with your friends and family in your community? You know, sometimes not. At IAVA, she's helped run a program called QRF, That's military terminology for quick reaction force. And in this case, QRF is a hotline that veterans who need mental health care can call 24 hours per day. In the last two weeks of August, calls to the hotline were up 70%. And the vast majority of those folks were calling as a direct result of what was happening in Afghanistan and their kind of personal feelings, um, feelings of stress and sorrow and confusion. Um, So we definitely saw a very notable uptick um, in the veteran community of of people struggling and and reaching out for help. She says the volume of calls is, of course, disheartening. But if there's a silver lining, it's the fact that so many people are willing to reach out when they need help. Some veterans might be wary of walking into a doctor's office to talk about mental health. So if the first step is a phone call or text message, that's okay. And that was Chris Haxel reporting from Kansas City. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.
And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.